I'm DeWitt Bingham. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show, where we discuss all things social and criminal justice related, from the front end to the back end, and everything in between. You have a right to remain silent, because anything you say can and will be held against you. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. You're in the self-incrimination protection zone, where there is no cruel and unusual punishment, no illegal search and seizure. The exclusionary rule has you covered. So sit back, relax, and become sold on this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show. I'm DeWitt Bingham, your host. Thank you for tuning in to the show that discusses all things social justice and criminal justice, where the goals are to inform you, the American citizen, of your constitutional rights, to provide educational occupational guidance to high school and college students, and to be a voice for change. We continue the social justice and criminal justice series featuring my introduction to criminal justice students. The first of its kind, giving emerging adults a voice. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to some and present to others one more of my awesome students, the persistent and proficient Miss Kayla Johnson. My name is Kayla Johnson. I am from Gary, Indiana, but I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago in a particular city called Crete, Illinois, that not many have heard of. My major is criminal justice. That is primarily the reason why I took this course is because it is affiliated with my major. So basically an essential that I felt I needed. Um, My one career goal is to go to Houston, Texas, and I plan to try and open my own law firm and to go to law school as well. So my goal is to become a criminal lawyer with the help of classes and some of my teachers along the way. Hopefully I can achieve that goal later on in life. Awesome, Kayla. That is wonderful. We need the criminal justice system needs wonderful people like yourself. So tell me, how are things going in terms of this class? The good thing that Mr. Bingham likes about having the podcast as a part of the course is that I get to check in with you wonderful people to see how things are going because a lot of people don't understand how online courses work. We put information online and then you guys are responsible for checking Canvas and reviewing the information and determine if you have homework that you need to turn in, et cetera, et cetera. So how's this particular class going for you? Um, honestly, from a person that has had online classes before due to COVID in the past, I will have to say my honest opinion on this course as a whole is that it's probably it's literally the best course I have had as an online class because I feel like you don't pal everything on us as a teacher. You help us along the way as if we were in person. So it feels like an in-person class, even though you're doing everything on your own. I feel like you're a great helper and a great instructor to keep us going. You keep us motivated. And what I love the most is that when we turn in assignments and things like that, you have a lot of feedback to say, whereas most people just you turn in assignments, just like, okay, here's the next assignment. You actually give us feedback and let us know how we're doing. So we actually know the progress we're being made as if we were in person. I think that's the best thing we could have with us being online. Young lady, you just made my day. (laughs) 
thank you so much because as an instructor, we want to make sure that we have a presence. We want to make sure that we are doing all that we possibly can to help you be successful in the course. And sometimes we wonder if we're actually doing that. That I so much appreciate that. You're not just saying that to try to make me feel good, are you? No, because when we turn an assignment, you obviously have feedback to say, you let us know how many points we're getting. You let us know as a whole, the motivation we get throughout the week is like, good job, class. I'm proud of you this week. And that means a lot as a college student going through, still recovering from the COVID incidents that happened and being online and having everything that goes on in college. College is kind of very much mental, just as it is physical doing the work. You have mental breakdowns in college. And as a teacher, sometimes a lot of teachers don't take the time to actually acknowledge us and what's going on. Like I said, they just accept assignments and boom, it's on to the next one. But for you to actually show that you care, it means a lot to us. It means a lot to me personally to know that you actually care and take the time and not just grading. You actually look at our work and see the progress we made. Awesome. Thank you, Kayla. You are just so sweet. Okay. What are you now? Are you are you a freshman or are you a sophomore? Sophomore. Okay. So you've made the transition last year. Is there one thing that you would actually advise any high school student or individual that has a desire to attend college? Um, one thing I would advise someone to do coming out of high school and making the transition over to college is to make sure that you have a plan and stick to it. And I would remind them, everyone moves at their own speed. College and high school are two different things. You don't have to try to fit in with everyone else and you don't have to try to go at their speed. At college level, well, at the high school level, for example, is high school. Everyone's in a general class. You, you really mix in with everybody. But at the college level, you can really go from community college or uh, HBCU or PWI. You, you have your own speed, you know, what you want to do. So you don't have to fit in with anybody. And I feel like all colleges are pretty much equal. Don't let anyone tell you different about anything. It's, it's really all at your pace. You really can decide in college. You get to pick your own path. So I would say don't get discouraged on some things. Do not let your family tell you what's right and what's to fit in. Just go with what you think is right. That would be my advice. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So this is the end of the 11th week and you had eight homework assignments and three tests and you are doing marvelous. Segment two, constitutional rights. The theme of our course textbook is individual rights versus public safety. We sometimes are required to give up our individual rights for the safety of the American people, i.e. 9-11 and the insurrection, where the courts are ordering insurrectionists to turn over their emails and phone records. We all have individual rights that the system must respect. That said, what is Kayla's favorite constitutional right? Okay. I've seen that it was some listed, but my favorite, my personal favorite would be the First Amendment. And I say that because it's the freedom of speech, as we all know. And I feel like everyone is entitled to their own opinion, as long as it's respectful and not threatening anyone. But I feel like everyone should have a voice since we are primarily known as 
the country of freedom, I feel like everyone should be able to speak on what they want to speak on and have their own voice. Like I said, I feel like no person should be ignored. I feel like everyone should have equal rights and what they feel is right. So everyone should be able to speak up and not feel like they have to be quiet on anything. But I would like to acknowledge the Fourth Amendment because it's still a favorite of mine and it means a lot to me. And it primarily just became a favorite of mine because of an um, incident that I would like to touch bases on with the Breonna Taylor case. And I feel like the Fourth Amendment is, you know, to have the right to see someone's home with a warrant. But as we all know, in that case, several um, police officers entered her home without a warrant and they had the wrong person. So I feel like this amendment should be more um, touched bases on and get more knowledge on because that was a terrible incident that shouldn't have ended that way if the right precautions were taken and um, people knew the exact term and knowledge of the Fourth Amendment. Excellent, Kayla. That is awesome. Beginning first with the First Amendment. Yes, we are to have the right to speak out on anything that we want to. And as you say, as long as we season our words with grace, we can say anything that we, we can have an opinion on anything that we want. The First Amendment allows us to protest in a lawful manner. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just like you point out, anything that we disagree with, we can go out on the street. And we can protest as long as we do it lawfully. We season our words with grace, et cetera. And then the Fourth Amendment, uh, you mentioned uh, Fourth Amendment search and seizure. And, and that is what was taking place, right? Yes. With Brianna Taylor. And and one of the things that I have asked students on the podcast, because it actually deals with no knock warrants. In other words, she, they entered her home. She wasn't actually the person that they were supposed to be pursuing. Is that correct? Right. And so do you agree with no knock warrants? No half of the time because you don't never know you never know what um the other person's intention is on the door that you're knocking on you never know if you have the right person you you just never know you need to take a lot of precautions and i feel like the no knock warrant is one thing that most people should let go of because like i'm saying you don't know who's on the other side of that door there could be a lot going on on us on the other side of the door i feel like sometimes people can be in danger and you wouldn't even know it and you primarily step in at the wrong place in the wrong time and it's an even bigger situation that has taken cause of. So I feel like at some extent it is needed, but at most extents, I feel like it should be a better way of doing it, a more respectful way of doing it. Awesome, Kayla. Very good. So before we move on to segment three, this week your assignment focused on jails and prisons. Or I should say uh, last week your assignment was focused on jails and prisons. This week you had an exam. Mm -hmm. You've learned the history of jails and prisons, that jails are short-term facilities, prisons are long-term facilities, the importance of classification, risk assessments, and more. What I want our audience to know is, in this modern age, the American prison system has the highest incarceration rate worldwide. 5% of the world's population holding 25% of the world's prisoners, with approximately 7.3 million citizens on probation, parole, and jail or prisons. In her book, The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness, Michelle Alexander points out that there have been a lot of black folk locked away in prison for drugs, with devastating social consequences for blacks. While the opiate 
epidemic has been treated differently because the offenders are mostly white. Blacks are imprisoned on drug charges some 20 to 50 times greater than their white counterparts. My question to you is, should we be jailing people with substance abuse and mental health problems? What do you think about that? No, because I feel like far as going in, touching bases on the mental issues, I feel like people use that as an excuse um, to get out of certain jail times or get a short jail time. I feel like it should be more more acknowledged now. I feel like it should be more of a process that should be taken very seriously because most of the time people do have mental issues and they are overlooked because they are criminals when that needs to be the first thing that is looked at before they are charged of anything, in my opinion. Secondly, I don't feel like the jail time is equivalent because nowadays, like you said, a lot of blacks receive more jail time for things such as um, substances, such as drugs and things like that. I don't feel like that is necessary because in some states, weed is legal. We know that. And a lot of people, a lot of blacks are in being held accountable and held years for jail. Another recent situation I can speak on that might touch bases with a lot of people in my current generation is Brittany Griner, who is a famous women's basketball player who is being held overseas right now for a weed pen. And she's facing up to 10 years. That's not our country, so it's not our say-so to speak on. But I feel like at the same time, just to use that as an example, I feel like that is just not right. It's a weed pen. I could see versus if it was, I just feel like if it was someone that was not Black, it would be maybe just a charge or it would be a warning. But because of your skin color and the threat that they see behind it, it's bigger than what it should be. Very good. In the end, only judges determine an offender's sentence. Do you think confirming Katanji Brown-Jackson to the United States Supreme Court as the first African-American woman is important? Yes, I feel like it is very important because just like you said, she's African-American. That plays a huge role in everything nowadays, even though people don't like to admit it. Based on your skin color, and I hate to say it, it still plays a huge role in today's generation. So I feel like her being added on is a great, great, great. I feel like that is that's like very good news that she's added on now because she can help us. She can see from our point of view. You can only see so much from a point a person's point of view. But if you're not African-American, so to speak, you don't really understand. But she will understand some things that everyone else on that panel can't really understand. So she can go deeper into it. Awesome. All right. Segment three, being a voice for change as an emerging adult being educated in a predominantly white America. What say Kayla about white supremacy and Black Lives Matter? Thoughts on white supremacy is that, I mean, white supremacy is, we all know that white supremacy is basically whites being at a greater advantage in certain situations. They're being put on like this pedal stone that they could really do no wrong. They're getting out of trouble with things. They have a better advantage at things. And that's why, um, for example, I always like to pull in examples for things, but um, going to school, for example, going to college, I feel like it's, um, like I said, from here on out, it's really our choice right now is to make yourself into what you want to be. Everyone has an advantage at school. So I feel like we should take that advantage because going out from school, um, you don't really have a lot of opportunities being African-American versus being white. So, for example, if I'm going to be a lawyer and there's a white girl going to be a lawyer just like me, they're primarily going to you know, go for her background because of because I'm African-American. And you don't a lot of times you see 
my kinds of people, African-Americans, technically committing the crimes, not so much wanting to get into them and helping out and things like that. The percentage of African-Americans nowadays being into the law field is very low and just being in the um, criminal justice field at all is very low. So I feel like white supremacy is is this thing where white people are really in charge of everything. Little do we know it's happening right in front of our eyes. My thing on Black Lives Matter is Black Lives Matter was always a thing, but I feel like it really didn't hit off until police started interfering and killing the African-Americans to the point where Black people had to stand up and say something because the people that were put at higher command, which were most of the majority of the time white people, weren't saying anything for us. And I feel like nowadays people really overlook the whole Black Lives Matter and the white supremacy thing because they think, oh, well, slavery is abolished. That that doesn't happen. No one's being racist, but you can still be racist without knowing it or still be stuck in that time frame without actually knowing it. Me personally, I still feel like there's this whole black versus white thing still going on right, right in front of our eyes. Awesome. I asked all my guests, what would you like to see the Biden administration accomplish? Every time I get to this question, I always laugh because one of the early shows that I had was my daughter who attended my alma mater, Lincoln University, and two of her classmates that graduated with her. And one of her classmates said, if President Biden does away with his student loans, he got his vote for the next time. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm asking you that that doesn't have to be your thing that you would like the Biden administration to accomplish. But what would you like to see the Biden administration accomplish? Well, I can start by saying I definitely agree with that one. A hundred percent. If that could just go away like it never happened, I'm all for him. But I have wrote down that I would like to see him accomplish better service and better aftercare for soldiers. The soldiers, um, the U.S. soldiers have been on my mind heavy with everything going on. Awesome. And um, I see a lot, you know, my generation, once again, we watch a lot of TikTok. So I see a lot of inside um, soldiers making TikToks and I see the meals that they eat and the, the aftercare of how they come back once they're done. They, they have like PTSD. They hear certain things. And I was watching this show and it just made me realize that a lot of times soldiers don't really have the aftercare that they need, even though they're serving our country. And I feel like Biden should have this system to where when you go into the army, you have a a for sure job when you come home, you have for sure aftercare when you come home, maybe therapy or something to make sure that you're okay to not just say, oh, you're in the army. Thank you for your service and going on about your day. I feel like there needs to be more action taken upon that because I really do really, really, really respect our soldiers. Awesome. What, what about voter suppression? Is there a correlation between voting and the criminal justice system? In other words, casting your vote Do you think there's a possibility for that to impact the criminal justice system? Voting? Yes. I feel like it depends if you're whatever you're voting for is going to impact everyone's life or term or whatever job, whatever field you're in. I feel like it has an impact on it altogether. With that being said, yeah, I feel like it does. It has an impact on it. Okay. And finally, What's your thoughts on free community college? Do you think community college ought to be free? Me personally, no. And I say that because, and this is just in my opinion, a lot of people may not agree with me, but I feel like community college already stands out enough because we get a lot of 
down talk and a lot of bad talk saying, oh, you go to community college and a lot of people think it's just like high school. But little do they know, we learn a lot of things. We sometimes learn more than what people learn at the universities. And I don't like how people try to pick us out and make us like this little thing like, oh, community college is bad. You shouldn't go there. You should go straight to a university. But like I said, everyone moves at their own speed. You're learning the same thing. So I don't think it should be free. I think it's fine just the way it is. I don't like to stand out. I don't like for a handout. That's my whole thing. I feel like we're on everybody's level. It's just in a shorter time frame. That's it's just all how life goes on, how you think about the situation. But no, I don't think it should be free with my final answer. Awesome, Kayla. You have done a wonderful job, young lady. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Heartland Community College student at the front end of her college career. Important constitutional rights and an emerging adult voice on how to make America great. Until next time, keep living your best life. God bless and Godspeed. speak. <laughs>